Hello. Speaking behalf on New Antioch Christian Fellowship, both our campuses, Central Campus and Aliante Campus, on behalf of the pastor and the staff. In the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, there's been some changes to the way we do church nowadays. But we're in the 21st century and thanks to technology, we're still able to broadcast to you. So every Sunday, we still will be on Facebook Live and we still will provide a podcast, an audio version of the sermon played back from last week. We also have a YouTube channel for you to still consume the content and still feel connected to the church. Even though the physical presence, it's a difference. We're still with you in spirit, but we encourage you in the meantime to still be able to give. So visit NewAntiochAliante.org or NewAntioch.org or you can text giving, text NewAntioch to 77977 and make a donation. These donations help keep the ministry afloat. They also provide us with the resources for us to still be able to be connected in the midst of a tragedy like this. So thank you. We look forward to seeing you again when all this is over. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We're so excited about a new series Pastor Parson is starting, simply entitled, Why? Coming from Judges, chapter six, verses 11 through 17. Pastor Parson preaches about knowing your why. You know who you are, but do you know why you are? Coming up. Just lead people to Christ, change, and purpose. Well, what is my purpose? To lead people to Christ, change, and purpose. So for those of you that don't have a specific calling, all of you who don't know what God has called you to do, here you go, ready for it, on the head, head, go. bless you all let's go to the word of God we are starting a new series today and over the next several months we're just going to be dealing with the word why yes why as we begin to as we continue to pursue purpose we've spent the first part of the year finding out who we are and now we're going to deal with our why. And so we're going to Judges chapter 6, verse 11 through 17 in the New International Version. Judges chapter 6, verse 11 through 17. This is where we were last week with Pastor Darian. So he laid out the foundation. Uh, so you know the story now. And let's see what else we can pull from this text. Amen. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us unto the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, Give me a sign that is that it is really you talking to me. 
Our topic today is why me? Why me? Who is called for a purpose in the kingdom of God? You are called for a purpose in the kingdom of God. Who, me? Yes, you. Couldn't be. Who do you think you're talking to? Uh, my bad, God. Not, 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 not who, me, but why, me? And this is we, where we find Gideon in the text. Why me? Have you ever asked the question, why me? We usually ask that question when things go wrong, when something bad happens. We usually ask this question when we find ourselves having to go through something that not everyone has to go through. But we also ask this question when we have to do something that everybody else doesn't have to do. Sometimes we ask, why me? Because we don't think it's fair. Sometimes we ask it because we don't see the connection between who we think we are and what we've been asked to do. We look at who we think we are and we look at what we've been asked to do and we don't see the connection and we say, why me? I know me. I, I know what I'm capable of. I, I know what I'm liable to do. Why me? I, I know my faults and my failures. I know my resume and my record. I know my heritage and my pedigree. Why me? And we spent the first part of the year identifying who we are, our born identity. And as we look to fully know and fulfill our purpose in this year, we understood that we needed to find out who we were, more accurately, who we were in Christ. And we found out, well, we found out we were more in him than we would ever be outside of him. We found out we are the church. We are the answer for the world. We are the vehicle that God has chosen to save the world. We are a gift. We are a gift to our families and to our communities and to our world. We are the real thing. We are created and recreated for this very purpose. There's something we were born and born again to do and to be. We are extensions of Jesus Christ in this world. We are the next part of God's story. What an honor it is to be who we are. And you, you now know who you are, but do you know why you are? What is your specific purpose? What do I do now that I know who I am? What do I do now that I know who I am? And there, there are some of you who have been Christians for a long time. And you're still puzzled about your calling. You've actually rested in not knowing. We got a whole lot of us who have rested in not knowing. I don't know who I'm called to be. So you've rested in not knowing, so you've done minimal for God. You work, you come home, you enjoy your family, you come to church, you participate in a few things, but you've never heard that you're supposed to be a preacher or a teacher or a prophet or an intercessor or a pastor or a missionary. You never heard God tap you on the shoulder and say you're supposed to be a youth leader or a worship leader or a musician or an administrator. So you've gotten past 30, past 35, past 40, past 45 years old with no real call on your life. Well, that ends today. If you haven't heard a specific call on your life, there is enough in the Bible for you to do just to obey Jesus that will keep you busy in the kingdom for the rest of your life. I'm going to say that again. If you have not heard a specific call on your life, there is enough in the Bible already for you to do just to obey Jesus that's going to keep you busy in the kingdom for the rest of your life. But what did he say? What did he say? Matthew 25, verse 31. 
He says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the world. For I was hungry. Watch this. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothing and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for any one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it for me. So what do we have here? Feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty, house the homeless, clothe the needy, look after the sick, visit the prisoners. Just do that, and you are good. And you're good. You don't have to have a bigger call. You don't have to have a bigger title. You don't have to have an office. You don't even have to have an ordination. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to pass an exam. You don't have to be on nobody's board. Don't ever say again that you don't know what your calling is, because if you would just do that part, you will be good. But what else he say? Matthew 22. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two com commandments. Well, just do that. And you're good. Love the Lord. Worship him. Well, how do I worship him? You do that by doing what he tells you to do every day. Every day I obey. Every day I obey. Just do what he tells you to do. You're going to find plenty of purpose in just doing what he tells you to do every day. Then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how do I do that? That goes back to Matthew 25. Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, house the homeless, clothe the needy, look after the sick, visit the prisoners. Just pick one or two of them things. Yeah. Or three or four. Or all of them. If you don't know any specific thing that you are called to do, then just do that. And you are good. What else he say? Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What else did he say? Mark chapter 16. He said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany them who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Oh what else did he say? Acts 1 and 8 but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Just do that. Just do that. And you are good. Yeah. That'll keep you busy for the rest of your life. We call it the great commandment and the great commission. Love the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go make disciples. Go to all the world and preach the gospel. Go be a Holy Spirit-filled witness. It's, uh, they boiled it down for us to five major purposes. Worship, evangelism, discipleship, fellowship, and ministry. Just do that. And you are good. And he wasn't just talking to somebody. He was talking to everybody. And here at New Antioch, we shortened it for you even more. Just lead people to Christ, change, and purpose. Well, what is my purpose? To lead people to Christ, change, and purpose. Yeah. 
So all of those of you that don't have a specific calling, all of you who don't know what God has called you to do, here you go. Ready for it? Want to hear it? Here it go. Feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty. House the homeless. Clothe the needy. Look after the sick. Visit the prisoners. Tell people about Jesus, also known as evangelism. Meet the needs of people. Drive out demons. Heal the sick, also known as ministry. Be a family, loving them like you love yourself, also known as fellowship. Teach people how to walk with God, also known as discipleship. Love on God every day, and every day I obey, also known as worship. Just do that. And you're good. Who, me? Yes, you. Why me? Let's look at Gideon. God calls him to lead Israel to defeat the Midianites who've been oppressing them and stealing their stuff. That is the whole reason all of us are called. It's because the enemy is oppressing us and stealing our stuff. He's stealing eternal life from people, so we are called to evangelize. He's stealing purpose from people, so we are called to disciple. He's stealing life from people, so we are called to heal the sick and to cast out demons. He's stealing provision for people, so we are called to feed the hungry and clothe the needy. He is oppressing people, so we are called to pastor and to prophesy and to intercede and to teach them how to fight for themselves. So God chooses Gideon to deliver the people from the hands of the enemy who is oppressing them and stealing their stuff. And he says to Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Go in the strength that you have and save Israel. I'll be with you and you will strike them down. So this is his call. This is his purpose. This is his assignment. And Gideon replies to the angel of the Lord with a series of buts. But if the Lord is with us, why is this happening? But now the Lord has abandoned us. But how can I save Israel? I'm the least and the most insignificant, as Pastor Darian broke down for us last week. So why would God call this man, Pastor Sharonda, who is full of excuses? Why would God call somebody, James, who's not built for this? He doesn't have a big name. He's not a leader. Actually, he's scary. He's in hiding as it is, and he's bitter about his situation. He has no idea who he really is because God told him who he really is, and he's arguing with God. How often did God tell us who we really are and we start arguing with the creator? How are you going to argue with the creator? How are you going to tell the one who created you that you are not what he just said you were? But that's what we do. That's what I did. That's that what I did. I started arguing. So, like, why me? Well, the first thing that I see in the text is that maybe God called him for that very reason. Maybe it's the same reason he called you. Because you don't want to do it. That makes sense to me. And God, God has a habit of calling people who don't want to do it. Now, not everyone in the Bible who got calls from God had an aversion to their assignment, but many of them did. Moses couldn't believe it. Sarah couldn't conceive it. Abraham had never considered it. David would never have expected it. Jeremiah rejected it. Isaiah wasn't worthy of it. Esther was afraid of it. Saul wasn't ready for it. Ruth was the wrong color. Deborah was the wrong gender. Paul was the wrong religion. Titus was from the wrong region. But God calls people that don't seem to fit. And many of them just didn't want to do it. Why me? Because you don't want to do it. Because Gideon didn't want to do it. His ego was not involved. You see, people who are eager for the limelight usually have another agenda. <laughs> They're insecure. 
or they're narcissistic. They want to be seen or they're power hungry. They're money hungry. They need the attention. They're seeking the approval. But when I don't want to do it, when it's not on my radar, my motive is pure because I'm only doing this because God asked me to do it. Because he still got to deal with my insecurities and our faults and our issues, but at least he won't have to deal with our hidden agenda. Because I didn't want to do it. But also, because Gideon didn't want to do it, he didn't have any plans for it. He had to depend on God's plans. He couldn't interfere because he had no preconceived notions. He had to depend on what God God wanted to do. It was not his plan. When God calls us to do something that we don't want to do, we have to rely on his plans. I don't have a plan for this. Liv, I don't have a plan for this. I had a plan to be a psychologist. I had a plan and an agenda to be Dr. Phil or Ayanna Van Sant. Them two people, they are living my dream. That was my dream. I didn't have no plan at all for this. So it's hard for me to get in God's way or to edit his path because I don't have no plan for this. So Gideon then only had one reason to do this, and that was because God asked him to. It brought total glory to God and not to Gideon himself. People who want to do it already have an agenda. People who want to do it already have in mind what they expect. People who want to do it already get in God's way. They contaminate God's purpose because their motive is wrong. But those who don't want to do it have only one motive. God asks me to do it. It's for your glory, God. I'll do anything for your glory. I don't want to, but I will for your glory. Gideon didn't want to do it. But the next reason God may have called Gideon is found in his last but. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest and I am the least. Why me? Because you can't do it. Because you can't do it. God will call you to do something you absolutely cannot do on your own. I feel the anointing. And then, and then, Ronnie, he may allow you to get in a situation that shows even more drastically that you can't do this. Gideon couldn't do it in the first place. But then when he obeyed God and he got his men together for battle, he had 33,000 warriors. Maybe he could have done a little something, something with that. But God said, that's too many. God took him down to 300 men. Now, he already couldn't do it. Now God's put him in a situation where he absolutely can't do it. God loves to call us to do the impossible and then put us in an impossible situation. God loves doing stuff like that. He'll call you to do the impossible and then put you in an impossible situation. Like this church plant on Sunrise Mountain. One, I'm not a builder as it is. But God, you say build a church. I said, okay. Then you set the timing after a horrible financial year, making it virtually impossible for us to get alone. And then... You have a start right before a world pandemic that cuts our offerings down even further and puts a chunk of our membership out of work. Why me? Why you call me to an impossible task and then put me in an impossible situation? Why me? Because you can't do it. That means only his power can do it. And again, that gives him 100% glory. It's 100% for God's glory. It gives him an opportunity to show himself strong. It increases our faith, and it makes his reality undeniable. Because when this thing gets done, the reality of God is going to be undeniable. And that will result more and more people believing in God. And when people believe in God, people get saved. So why me? 
because you don't want to do it. So God gets the glory. Why me? Because you can't do it. So God gets the glory. Why me? Because I knew you would do it. In spite of the fact that Gideon was called to do the impossible, he did it. He said, God, all I need to know is that this is you talking to me. And when he had that certainty, he did it. This man who was terrified, unqualified, unsure, and uncertain did it anyway. The Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon him and he did it. God is calling you because he knows you'll say yes. He knows that you'll do it. What an honor it is for God to have that kind of confidence in somebody like you. He knows you'll do it. God is calling you because he knows you say yes. There's a yes in you. There's a yes in you. God is calling you because there's a yes in you. There was a yes in Gideon. And he became everything that God said he was, a mighty warrior. He was a totally different guy than to keep reading the chapter. He's a totally different guy than the one that was threshing wheat by the wine press and complaining about his situation. The end of the story is this. Gideon did the impossible because God was with him. The enemy got so intimidated. They got confused and turned on themselves while the rest of them ran away. He let God do it through him. He called, God called him because there was a yes in him. And he's calling you because there's a yes in you. So just say yes. Just say yes. The Lord said to Gideon, go in the strength that you have and save Israel. Go in the strength that you have and save. Go and save. God is saying to all of us, go and save. You might not want to do it. That's good. That means you have no agenda. You can't do it. That's good. That means God gets the glory. So go and save. Feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty. House the homeless. Clothe the needy. Look after the sick. Visit the prisoners. Go and save. Lay hands on the sick. Drive out demons, preach the gospel, make disciples, evangelize, fellowship, minister, go and save, lead people to Christ, change and purpose. God is with you. You are a mighty warrior. God is calling you. Go and save. Why me? Because he knows there's a yes in you. No excuses. No buts. No argument. No wasting time. Go and save. Go now. Start today. Just say yes. yes Brian Courtney Wilson has a song that said, Just say yes. Just say yes. I'll just say yes. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say This life you gave is not my own I'll trust in you to hear my yes and lead me on Yes, Lord, yes, Lord Just say yes. You lead the way. You lead the way. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of what, of what it, means it means for me to, for say. Me to say. This life you gave is not my own. It's not my own. I'm trusting you. I'll trust in you to hear my yes and lead me on. Come on, lift those hands. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, my life.
yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. Now, if you're here today, yes, you're listening, Lord. and you haven't given God your life. Yes, Lord. You need to pray that prayer that says, God, my life is yours. I need to give you my life. I, I want to be what you created me to be. My life is yours. Yes. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. I give you my life. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Forgive me for making excuses. Forgive me, God, and save me. My life is yours. Thank you, Lord for saving me in Jesus name amen now if you prayed that prayer I want you to message us or put in your comments that you've accepted the Lord that you've given him your life there's a book that I want to give you that's called Saved Salvation 101 and it'll help you on this journey as you give God your life but those of you that have been Christians for a while and you haven't walked in purpose even though you've given God your life, you haven't given him your days, you haven't given him your agenda, and you're really ready to say, yes, I speak to the yes in you. I speak to the yes in you. I believe that there's a yes in you. And I speak to it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every Christian that is listening to this word today, you have called us to go and save. Go and save. You've called us to minister. You've called us to evangelize. You've called us to tell the story. You've called us to lead people to Christ and to help them to change and to lead them into their purpose and to make their lives better. God, you've called us to go and save. And we say yes. I speak to the yes in them. I draw the yes out of them. I pull the yes out of them. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pull it out of them. I speak to it. God, let this word pierce their heart. Yet another yes. Give them another yes. Give them a deeper yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, shake them up on the inside. Shake their minds up. Don't let them rest in not knowing. Don't let them rest. And because they do know God, strengthen them now. I speak to the yes in them. I speak to the yes in them. Stir it. Stir up. Stir up. Stir up the yes. Stir up the yes. Even now, in the name of Jesus, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, lift that hand and say, yes, listening from everywhere God has sent us to cover Las Vegas but also Nevada the United States and then over the world and so let's pray for Las Vegas right now and then extend that all over the world father in the name of Jesus we pray for this city that you put us in we pray for Las Vegas, for North Las Vegas, for Henderson. We pray, God, for the surrounding areas in the name of Jesus. We pray for Aliante. We pray, God, for where you have placed us in the name of Jesus. God, and sometimes we don't know how to pray for Las Vegas. It is the sin capital of the world. God, but even in Sin City, we ask you to have mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus, while the casinos are shut down, God, we ask you to deliver somebody who's addicted 
to gambling. God, change them right now while they're on pause. Change them right now so that they don't go back when everything opens back up. God, somebody hasn't been able to get their stuff. But God, we ask you right now while they're on pause, while they're stuck in their homes, God, to break every addiction in the mighty name of Jesus. Break them from this marijuana addiction. Break them from alcohol. Break them, God, from opioids. They break them from crystal meth. Break them, God. Break every addiction in the mighty name of Jesus. God, while things are shut down, God, sex trafficking. God, give them this opportunity to be set free. God, set some girl free right now. God, set some woman free right now. God, set some man free right now in the name of Jesus. God, sweep through sin city and bring your grace in the name of Jesus. And when it opens up, God, when it opens up, there'll be people who will never go back. There'll be people who are taking this opportunity to be free while the buffets are closed, God. Free those that are stuck in, in gluttony, that are killing themselves with diabetes, that are killing themselves by the way they eat. God, break it up in the name of Jesus while the shopping centers are closed. God, we ask you to deliver those who are hooked on shopping in the name of Jesus. God, while you have shut down Sin City, we ask you, God, to deliver people from the power of addiction that hovers over Las Vegas, from the power of addiction that hovers over Nevada in the name of Jesus. While the clubs are closed, God, break addiction. Break it down. Break people out. Break people through. In the name of Jesus. And God, we ask you to stop this pandemic. We ask you to shut it down. You told us that we have the power to release and to bind things in the earth and that you would echo that in heaven. So God, in the name of Jesus, bind it. Those who are struggling to breathe today, give them breath. You be the air they breathe. You be the air they breathe. You be the air they breathe. In the name of Jesus, breathe, God. Walk through the hospitals. Breathe, God. Walk through the homes. Breathe through them, God. Open up lungs. Heal in the name of Jesus. Not one untimely death. Not one death that don't have to happen. Heal, God. Our loved ones, our family, our friends, our co-workers, heal us. And God, provide for your people. We know you will. You said you would. So we pray for Las Vegas. We pray for Nevada. We pray for the United States. God, they don't know how to get stuff where it needs to be, but you know how to do it. God, release ventilators. God, release masks. God, release equipment. Release the personal God. God, you fix this in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for our first responders. We thank you for our doctors and nurses. We thank you for those who are putting themselves on the line. And we ask you to protect them, God. We ask you to protect them. We ask you to send what they need. We ask you to stop this pandemic. In the name of Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy in Africa. Have mercy in Europe. Have mercy in Asia. Have mercy, God, from the top of the globe to the bottom of the globe. Have mercy in North America. Have mercy, mercy in South America. Have mercy in Central America. Have mercy in the Pacific. Have mercy, have mercy, mercy, God. And those who have already lost loved ones, strengthen them right now. Send your peace. Let people find Jesus in this crisis. For you are still God. You're still the answer. There is a world after this world. There is a place after this place. God, let them meet you so they can live forever. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, everyone. We love you. Don't forget to check in. Don't forget to share our page and share our videos. Don't forget your giving, New Antioch. 
newantioch.org at newantioch.org go to online giving and you can give to either church but you can go to newantioch-aliante.org and give to this particular ministry do your tithing don't forget your tithing that's where your blessing comes from and it's proportional so if you're getting a little bit in the, the tithing is proportional it's just your 10 percent but the blessing is unlimited whether you give 700 or 70 or seven the blessing is still unlimited amen amen and we will be back at the same time next week but look for us uh, all of your friends and family if you did not check in early you still have time until this is oh till we shut down the cameras you still have time just put in the comments that who invited you to look at our broadcast today and whoever has the most people they're going to get the prize so uh, if somebody invited you to look today just put their name in the comments uh, and uh, we're going to add those up you have until uh, we shut the cameras down so God bless you, everyone. We love you, uh, and we will uh, we will be back, and we'll be in touch. Stay safe out there. Do what you're supposed to do. Amen. And we're praying for you. Please pray for us. We say hi to all of you that are saying hi. Pastor, say hi. By the way, if you don't know who I am, I am I'm Dr. Naida Parson. I'm Pastor Parson. I'm the senior pastor here at New Antioch. Christian Fellowship at Aliante, and uh, we, we love having you. So hi to everybody. I miss you guys. My folks, I miss you so much. Text me. Y'all have my number. I love you. God bless you. Amen and amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, those that are here in this building, you all can go ahead and turn that off. Father, I lift up Donnie to you right now. I speak to the yes in him. Oh. I speak to the yes in him. I pull at it. I tug at it. I pull it out of him in the mighty name of Jesus. God, as you take him higher, as you take him deeper, in the name of Jesus, God, let that yes permeate everything that he does. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the yes in the man of God. God, I lift up Tisha to you right now. God, the portions of the message that touch the heart. God, she may wonder why me. I speak to the yes in her. I pull the yes out of her. I pull at the yes. I tug at the yes in the woman of God. God, let it permeate what she does. God, let it pierce her in her heart. Yes, God. Yes, God. Take her higher. Take her to her next level. Take her to what she's doing in the next season of her life. God, let her next season of ministry be her greatest season of ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus, I lift up Pastor Darian to you right now. I speak to the yes in him. I pull at the yes in him. I tug at the yes in him. God, give him greater revelation. God, give him greater vision. God, give him greater. Give him greater. Give him greater. Give him greater. Push him into destiny. Pull him into destiny. In the name of Jesus, anoint him. Let the Spirit of God rest on him in a way it hasn't rested on him before. In the name of Jesus, put healing in his hand. Put word in his mouth. Put love in his heart. Put leadership in his bones. In the name of Jesus, I lift up David to you right now. I speak to the yes in him. There's a yes in him. You called him because there's a yes in him. God tug at him. I pull the yes out of him. I pull at the yes in him. In the name of Jesus, fill him with the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit overshadow him. In the name of Jesus, he'll never be the same. When he woke up, these doors today he won't even be the same holy spirit fall on him holy spirit fill him up holy spirit show him what he's supposed to do holy spirit i'd stir the yes in him stir the yes in him stir the yes in him in the name of jesus i lift up olivia right now in the name of jesus god i speak to the yes in her i pull at the yes in her i stir up the yes in her let her leave here with another yes it don't matter what it looked like it don't matter what it looked like yes God, take it to a high level of ministry. God, I declare this season of ministry. I declare this season of ministry will be her greatest.
God, give her a fresh anointing. Give her a fresh anointing. Let her do the impossible in the midst of impossibility. You're able, God. You're able. You're able in the name of Jesus. Show her, give her clarity. Give her certainty. Give her the resources. God, you called her to do what she's not able to do. You called her because she can't do it, but you called her because she will do it. Hallelujah. I lift up Pastor Sharonda to you, God. I speak to the yes in her. I tug at the yes in her. I tug at the yes in her. Let her leave here today with another yes. Let her leave here today with another yes. Let her leave here today with another yes. With a deeper yes. It don't matter whether she wants to do it. It don't matter whether she thinks she can do it. But God, you knew she would do it. Yes. There's a yes in the woman of God. I pull at her yes. I pull at her yes. And this season, Again, this season will be a greater season, a greater season, but there's even a greater season after that. And then there's a greater season after that. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I lift up James to you. God, what you're calling him to. God, what you're calling him to in this season. I speak to his yes. I tug at the yes in him. I aggravate the yes in him. I stir up the yes in him. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, overflow him. Holy Spirit, fill him up. Holy Spirit, give him the knowledge. Holy Spirit, give him the will. Holy Spirit, give him the vision. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the leader in him. Fill him up. I speak to the prophet in him. I speak to prophetic worship. I speak to prophetic worship. But fill him up, God, fill him up. Fill him up. In the name of Jesus. God, let him walk out of here with another yes. Let him walk out of here with a deeper yes. Let him walk out of here with a total yes. In the name of Jesus. I live up Brooke to you right now, God. God, I speak to the yes in her. Touch the yes in her now. God, let her new years coming up. Let her years that are coming up be greater for her. Have a greater connection. Have a greater connection with you. God, you knew when you called her that she would say yes to you. So God, bless her for her yes. Stir up her yes. Move in her yes. Let her next this season be one where she comes in such a personal relationship with you that she will never be the same in the name of Jesus. I lift up Renee to your God. I speak to her yes. I speak to her yes. I speak to her yes. God stir it up in her. God I speak the blessing, the resources, the strength, the wisdom that she needs for this area of her life, for this era of her life. Holy Spirit rest on her. Holy Spirit stir up in her. Holy Spirit God mature her. Holy Spirit bring her to the forefront. Holy Spirit A deeper yes, a deeper yes, a deeper yes, a deeper yes. God, you, you knew she'd do it. You knew she'd do it. You knew she had a yes in her. God, we thank you for it. Bless her for it. Anoint her for it. Move her forward. God, we lift up. Quint to you right now. I speak to his yes. I speak to his yes. I stir up his yes. I break it, his red yes can't rest. Don't let his yes be at rest. Don't let his yes be at rest. Stir it up in him, God. In his mind, in his heart, give him clarity. Fill him with your spirit. Fill him up, God. Rest on him. Change him. Do him like you did, Gideon. Change him. Let your Holy Spirit transform him into a whole different man in the name of Jesus. Stir up his yes. Break every fellow ground. Break every relationship that don't mean him no good. Break everything in his life that's not fit for his purpose. Break everything in his taste that's not fit for his task. In the name of Jesus. And 
I lift myself up to you, God. My life is yours. My life is yours. God, I told you years ago, my life is yours. My life is yours. My life is yours. Yes, Lord. God, I'll do the impossible. In an impossible situation, my life is yours. If you say move, God, I move. If you say speak, God, I speak. God, help me to do your will. Help me to be myself. Help me, God. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My Everybody in this room, tell him. people that mean it. Say it again. Yes, Lord. I want you to tell them like you at the throne. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. You know you were bought with a price. Yes. You are no longer your own. My life is yours. listening to this week's episode of the NACF podcast. We hope this podcast leads you further to the path of your purpose. Until further notice, we will only be doing live stream at our campuses. That's 9 a.m. at Central Campus on Facebook, and that's 12.30 p.m. at Aliante Campus on Facebook. To sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 or visiting newantioch.org there's a giving tab and both campuses are listed. Until the meantime, as we navigate our way through this as a church family, you take care and may God continue to bless you and cover your family.